You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Snap, cuts into the right, and Max Crosby's waiting for him and throws him to the turf. No game. He is owning the offensive line tonight. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Max Crosby's running away. He's got the ball in his hand at the 20. Now everybody's searching for the football, but Max has the football. And now the officials stop the clock. And it is Raiders football. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. 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 And here we go, Raider Nation. Back in your ear hole for the next three hours. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, coming off the heels of the JT The Brick Show. And i uh, got my man Jared. He's live in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. He's holding it down. I'm in the home studio, Studio Q. Just came off the press conference of interim head coach Antonio Pierce, interim GM Champ Kelly, and I came away pretty impressed from what I heard from both guys. And, of course, we'll talk about that quite a bit throughout the course of the show. But uh, excited about being with you for the next three hours. There's been a lot of um, excitement amongst Raider Nation, as far as I could tell, on social media, uh, from calls and texts that I received after getting the news that we received late last night. Matter of fact, I was doing my, my ESPN show game night uh, when 10 o'clock hit on the West Coast and all of a sudden got the news and saw the – Saw the tweet from the Raiders saying that they had relieved Joshua Daniels and Dave Ziegler of their duties and uh, responsibilities. And then as the night continued to roll on, we started getting more information and more information and more information about uh, the interim head coach, the interim GM, you know, what else was going to be going on. And, of course, we just heard from the new head coach, the current head coach, the interim head coach, and the interim GM at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. So clearly we've got a lot to get to coming up on today's show as it's definitely a new day and age when it comes to the silver and black. Kind of interesting that uh, the Raiders make the move to get rid of uh, McDaniels, fire McDaniels and fire Ziegler on Halloween, the last day of the month, and also it's the first of the month. So anyone who's ever had a job that ended at the end of the month or, you know, got paid at the end of the month and also something else happened on the first of the month, it kind of seems like what it was, but – there it is. It's, it's, I know there'll be some reflection back. I know there'll be people that call in and text in and talk about what was, what was, what was. But, uh, you know, at some point, and today is going to be that day, as it's already Wednesday, uh, we're going to talk about what is, what is, what is, instead of just what was. So uh, there's a lot to get to, like I mentioned, coming up on today's show. The guests that we have lined up, just have three of them, but have three really good guests today. Coming up in about uh, 10, 15 minutes from now, Amber Thea Harris from the Silver and Black Show. She was part of the Raider Roundtable earlier today, and I know that they had a hell of an event. Uh, they went live on the Raider Roundtable on Raiders.com, which is something that they normally don't do. But JT, uh, Eddie Pascal was part of it. Lincoln Kennedy was part of it. Amber Thea Harris was part of it. Jason Horowitz, a star-studded affair. So I definitely encourage you, if you have not already seen it, to go ahead and check that out. But Amber's always great when she joins us. And uh, as many people uh, note when she joins the show, she always keeps it real. So we'll talk to Amber Theo Harrison less than 15 minutes here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Just talk about the dismissal of, uh, of Joshua Daniels and Dave Ziegler and what to look forward to with Antonio Pierce, with Champ Kelly as the GM and the head coach, respectfully. And I'll tell you again, uh, coming out of that press conference, it was a packed house, first of all. 
it looked like we were back at training camp. I mean, there was uh, the parking lot was loaded, cars on top of cars on top of cars on top of cars everywhere. Uh, there wasn't an a empty seat in the house. Everyone was there from every TV, TV outlet, from every, uh, you know, every other media outlet that's available in town, uh, the newspaper, the, the RJ, obviously. And there was just a lot of folks there in attendance to see what Antonio Pierce had to say and uh, also what Champ Kelly had to say. And, and, again, I just keep coming away with pretty impressed with what I heard. But you'll hear a lot more of that later on in the show. Coming up at 3 o'clock, Ari Mayrov, our good friend from 33rdteam.com. We normally, he'll join us to talk all things NFL. We'll just scatter shoot about the, the league, but he's got a lot to say about the Raiders. He's got a lot to say about the dismissal of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. He's got a lot to say about the benching of Jimmy Garoppolo as Jimmy Garoppolo, as Antonio Pierce, uh, confirms just a little while ago that he has been benched. Uh, Aiden O'Connell will get the start. I know a lot of Raider Nation is happy about that. That was something that we had a hell of a discussion about on yesterday's show. It's the Aiden O'Connell show, right, until further notice. It's the Aiden O'Connell show. He'll get the start against the Giants on Sunday. It's kind of – it almost comes full circle, right? Antonio Pierce won a Super Bowl with the Giants, and now his first ever head coaching opportunity in the NFL is against the Giants. So, again, it kind of comes full circle. Uh, He's excited. He's pumped up. He he couldn't keep the smile off his face for the opportunity, not for the fact that Joshua Daniels got fired, not for the fact that Dave Ziegler got fired, because, again, you don't root for people to get fired. I don't. I know some people do, and I understand why, but I don't root for people to get fired because there's lives at stake. There's lives that are affected, as Champ Kelly said so, so well today in the the press conference. He said, look, Dave Ziegler's kids got to go to school and understand that their dad just got fired or – you know, or, or Josh McDaniels' kids got to go to school and, and hear people talk about their dad just got fired. So, you know, as much as we want to just look at the nuts and bolts and we want to look at just, oh, the head coach and he didn't do this and I didn't like him and I didn't like his you-knows and this, that, and the other, remember there's other people that are affected by the the moves that have happened with the, the coach and the GM getting fired. And, and, and I thought Champ Kelly did a hell of a job kind of breaking that down. And, again, that's why I don't root for people to get fired. I know some people don't give a damn. And that's cool, right? You do you, but for me and my money, I ain't, I, I don't I don't roll like that. So you know, again, obviously a change was needed. Mark Davis felt a change was needed, and and he did. He rolled with it. He made his decision after talking to uh, multiple. Uh, veterans in that locker room, according to reports. I haven't got a chance to talk to Mark Davis. I know Vinny Bonsignor has, so I look forward to talking to him tomorrow because he'll be able to you know, kind of elaborate on that a little bit more. And, of course, you can hear him in the morning on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Lindsey Brown. He'll be able to uh, you know, roll out what he, he talked to Mark Davis about, and apparently that happened not just or just a little while ago. So, again, that's something I look forward to. That will come up for us on tomorrow's show. But there's a lot of moving parts right now. Uh, sounds like the team is pretty fired up about the opportunity to have uh, Antonio Pierce as their their head coach. And, you know, it's, it's funny, and, and we'll get into the opening drive in a hot minute. But before we do that, I have a question that I did want to throw out there, as I always do. I always like to bring a topic to the show. Is really – I got a couple of them. What is your energy and excitement about the Raiders right now? Like, where are you? Because there was a point, there was a period as late as yesterday where the excitement and energy was very low when it came to this team. Uh, there was a lot of people that would call in, text in, poo-pooing on the team, poo-pooing on everything that they could that was silver and black related, and that's okay. I get it, right? The team was clearly in a funk. So once you found out the news about, uh, you know, the coach and, and GM being moved on and, and uh, they were going to go in another direction, you know, again, not celebrating the firing, but just the new the, – the turning of the page. Let's put it like that. What is your uh, excitement and energy level about? And then after hearing Champ Kelly and after hearing – Antonio Pierce and knowing that they're gonna they're gonna guide the ship the rest of the way throughout the course of the the season how are you feeling right now I'll tell you off top I feel like they won the press conference no doubt 
I don't even think it was close. I think that they won the press conference hands down. And, you know, it, it, it's it, – again, you, you can win the press conference. You've got to go out there and win games and show that the team's going in the right direction. But uh, it just feels like – to me, when I walked out of the press room today, <clears throat> this was my feeling I had. This, this coach in Antonio Pierce is a young man's Rich Passaccia. And what I mean by that is he has the energy – he knows what he doesn't know, right? He obviously has never been a head coach, but he's got the energy, he's got the excitement, he's got the passion, and he knows what it takes to get it done. And I feel like that's what Rich Basaccia was, and that's what he brought to the table. And I know a lot of people are still upset that he didn't get the head coaching job. That's water under the bridge. It doesn't matter at this point. But it just kind of feels like he's made in the mold of one of those Rich Basaccia-type guys. Even a Dan Campbell, someone that the Raiders just played against on Monday Night Football. A Dan Campbell, uh, a Bill Cowher-type approach. Um, a little bit of Tom Coughlin, something that Antonio Pierce referenced. You know, He, he kind of has that kind of, uh, of uh, style, it feels like. Uh, you know, we've talked to him multiple times as he's been the linebackers coach for the Raiders, and, you know, he, he always gets me pretty fired up when he just talks. But just the way he owned the room when he walked in and sat down and made his opening statement, I think that that went a really long way. So uh, we'll talk to Ari Mayroff from 3013.com coming up at 3 o'clock about all things Raiders and, and the directions that they're going, why they went in the direction now, uh, you know, what he's hearing from his people around the league, all that good stuff. We'll break it down. Uh, and, and, of course, Jimmy G and his contract. His contract is a situation, but it might not be as big of a situation as a lot of people believe. Uh, that'll come up at 3 o'clock. Then at 3.30, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. She joins us each and every Wednesday to talk all things. She always talks UNLV and Aces. Well, obviously, we don't have any Aces to talk about. We will be talking about the Raiders. We will be talking about uh, the firing of Joshua Daniels and Dave Ziegler, the direction that the team is going now under Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly. You know, something I noticed from her on Monday, she had tweeted out that I can't watch this, talking about the Raiders game. Right. And that's never that's never her approach. That's never her style as someone who covers the teams here locally in Las Vegas is around, uh, obviously, UNLV all the time, uh, around the Aces all the time. Uh, You know, is covering the Raiders. She doesn't cover them as much as like I do, but she's still around. And and when I saw that tweet, it kind of just put it in perspective, like, wow. Right. This is someone who this is their job and they love their job. And they're saying, I can't watch this because of the debacle that was the Raiders and their struggles on Monday night against the Detroit Lions. And also when she joins the show, I want to talk about coaching and characteristics when it comes to coaches. Right. And Barry Odom has came in as a first year coach at UNLV. I know college is totally different than the NFL. I get that. But in one year to me from a distance, seems like he's completely changed the culture of that program and there's guys that want to play for him there's guys that want to run through a wall for him there's guys that want to they want to you know go out there and win for him and so I do believe that there's something to that so I'll ask her about the characteristics that she's seen from coach Odom as well moving forward and and maybe what kind of characteristics she'll be uh, looking for she thinks that the Raiders should be looking for in their next head coach whoever that is if that ends up being Antonio Pierce and they take off the interim title when it's all said and done who knows but I know right now that the Raiders and Mark Davis have a very uh, early jump on trying to put together a short list of who they like to look at, who they like to talk to, and, and, and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're the first ones out the gate. You don't want to be the first ones out the gate because that means that you fired uh, your head coach. But there you go. That's what it is. And uh, you got to go ahead and, like I said, move forward, and that's exactly what they're going to do. So Paloma Villacana will join us at 3.30. We'll talk all things Raiders. We'll dip into some UNLV as well as they're coming off a tough loss to Fresno State, but that'll just be the back end of the conversation. So there you go. 
That's the guest lineup that we have for you. Amber Theo Harris at 215. Ari Mayroff from the 33rdteam.com at 3. And Paloma Villacana coming up at 3.30. Also, when it comes to coaching and coaching characteristics, and this could be something that I really lean heavily on on today's show because I think it's important. I played – well, last week – let me go ahead and, and roll out the timetable. Last week on Wednesday, we talked to former Lions safety Glover Quinn. And we were talking about the Raiders-Lions game. We were talking about the team. We were talking about the direction Dan Campbell's got him going. And he made a couple comments that made me go in the direction of, you know, okay, as a player, because he was a longtime player in the league, what did it take for him to want to run through a wall for somebody? And he broke it down. And then we started talking about coordinators and the offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. It's funny. He's on the, the list that everyone's already tweeting out saying, oh, the Raiders should be talking to Ben Johnson. And I think he's either, if he's not favorite, to be the Raiders' next head coach, then he's, like, second as far as the betting odds go. And, you know, I'm not really worried about that. And it's it's only November 1st. I'm not worried about who the next coach is right now. But he said something about characteristics of coaches and how coordinators don't always make great coaches. And just a, a couple really good nuggets that he broke out and broke down I thought were really interesting. And so, again, I played that whole interview because, again, I thought there was some really good stuff to take away from that. I played that on Monday leading into the Lions game. And, uh, and then, of course, we find out what happens on Tuesday night on Halloween night with Coach McDaniels and also Dave Ziegler. And so I think it's important to hear just those couple sound bites. So coming up about 2.30, after we talk to Amber Theo Harris, we'll, uh, we'll let you hear from Glover Quinn. Of course, we're going to open it up for the phone lines. I know we've got plenty of people calling in. We've got plenty of texters coming in. All I ask on the show today, one, is be respectful to everybody, Jared and myself included, and then also try not to make the call super long because we've got a ton of people that we'd like to get in and get their feedback. So I know that I'll say that, and we'll get someone that still tries to do a 10-minute show and shut me down, and that's fine. But let's try not to do that. All right? And so if Jared has to pull the plug on you, he just has to pull the plug. He's got that He's got that, uh, that. He's got that right. Let's put it like that. If he feels like the call is going too long, he'll pull the plug. It's just as simple as that. Some guys go on and on and on and start screaming at me and this, that, and the other and want to have on-air arguments back and forth. We ain't going to do all that. We're trying to get to a lot of calls. We're trying to get to a lot of texts. We're trying to get to a lot of feedback. And if it's personal, we can, you can get on the phone with me later. We can call and talk. And we can have all the personal conversations or personal arguments or you can fire as many slugs at me as you want. That's fine. So that's what we'll do. Coming up in a couple minutes as Jarrett's efforting Amber Theo Harris uh, live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Again, I'm in the home studio, Studio Q. Uh, she'll join us to talk all things Raiders and uh, how we got to where we are and what to look forward to moving forward. Then Ari Mayrod from the 33rdteam.com at 3. Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports will join us at 3.30. So let's go ahead now and uh, jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. Hey, we got the thumbs up. Amber Thea Harris is ready as we jump into the opening drive. That's what I'm talking about. She's from the Silver and Black Show. She joins us quite a bit here on the show. We definitely appreciate her. And Amber, I'll tell you, uh, got the news late night. As you got the news late night, I saw that you were in your Halloween costume. You were dressed up as Chucky, and you were doing sports updates on the Raiders. McDaniel's out, Ziggler out. What did you What did you think when you got the ultimate news? I I thought okay. First, I thought I'm not surprised, right? That was the honest. I was kind of waiting for it this week. I was really prepared. Hey, we're probably gonna have some breaking news this week. I just, you know, you you get the feel. I've I've covered. Uh, regime changes before midseason, and you, there's certain signs, and so I was I was ready for it. 
What I wasn't ready for was for it to come at 10 o'clock at night here on the West Coast uh, on Halloween after taking my three kids trick-or-treating dressed in full Chucky costume, which define <laughs> irony. Right. As I'm, as I'm, you know, trying to get it together. I mean, it was hysterical. My, my, not that somebody lost their job. I would never make light of that, but that right. my husband was videotaping me dressed as Chucky. But that, you know, that's the business. You know, you do your job. Uh, no matter what time the news breaks. So it's definitely a story uh, we will laugh about for, for many years of me sitting there looking ridiculous covering this story. Well, I thought the costume looked really good, actually. I'm, I'm actually happy that your <laughs> husband took the picture and you're able to tweet that out. So I, I appreciate that. I was on the radio live as well when it happened. I was on, on ESPN last night, and we're getting ready to come in from break talking about the World Series. And next thing I know, I'm talking about the Raiders for the next hour. Like, we were on the air talking about it. And you know ESPN National is not going to talk Raiders for an hour we literally closed out the show last night it was that big talking for an hour about mcdaniels and ziggler being out well you know what it was it's a big deal because number one raiders are a huge brand in the nfl they're one of the top teams as far as uh fan base and reach so when major news breaks obviously they're going to cover it with the raiders but i think it was the nature of how this happened Mm -hmm. and it was the decisive nature of mark davis that kind of surprised some people and and i give him credit I really do. I think this is the right move. I uh, am very impressed with his decision quickly and swiftly to know that it was not going to get better. I, I, I feel for Dave and Josh um, as humans. You never want to see someone's dream come to an end. Not saying this is the end of it for them, but, um, you know, this was, this was their dream. Yeah. And, and it didn't work out. And so I want to acknowledge that, that, you know, their families, their kids, their wives are, are suffering right now. And, and you know, I, I'm thinking about them. But, look, this is a profession. Mm. And like any other profession, if you don't do your job and there aren't results, then you won't be around a long time. And it was just clear, Q, that something was majorly wrong. There was right. a huge disconnect between the amount of talent on this roster and especially the offense that we were seeing out on the field. It just didn't make sense. But then where Dave Ziegler, I believe, was accountable is the decisions like Jimmy Garoppolo is out there failing, you know, when he's even out there, right. um, struggling. Saw that coming, and it was, you know, what, what kind of always stuck with me from the beginning of this year was, okay, you decide to get rid of Derek Carr. And I get that. It wasn't working after nine years. You want to go in a different direction. But I always say when you want to get rid of somebody, what is your plan? Right. And the plan was, and as it's been reported, that Tom Brady was probably plan A, which is ridiculous to begin with. And then plan B was Jimmy Garoppolo. So the fact that both of them saw that plan and said, yep, this is a great plan. This is worth getting rid of Derek Carr for, and we're going to win like this. Just shows um, level of dysfunction because you know, ten people, even coaches or GMs, they would say this probably isn't going to work. Number one, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be on the field. Uh, well, number one, Tom Brady's going to retire. Um, you think he's going to the Raiders with that offensive line? Uh, and then number three or number two is that Jimmy Garoppolo has never been – it's like they just ignore the fact that he's never been on the field more than 12 games. Right. Yep. They just ignored it. And then the backup plan was Brian Hoyer, right? Like that was – at least don't lowball Jared Stidham. You know, 
bring him back, kind of a, a capable backup. So there's just the personnel decisions, I think, is also where Dave Ziegler was attached. Uh, yeah. So it was the disconnection with the offense and the play calling and the lack of use of all pro weapons. And then there was, why are we even in this position in the first place? Why is the roster not as strong as it was two years ago? That's a personnel issue. Yeah, it is. And that's been my biggest question all year long, as you very well know. What's going on with the offense? Why are they so bad? They're averaging less than 16 points a game now. It's just, it, it just it's blowing my mind with all the weapons that they have. So moving forward, we just got out of a press conference with Antonio Pierce, who's now the interim head coach, and also Champ Kelly, the interim GM. And I'll tell you this. I mean, I know you don't win games by winning the press conference, but, Amber, there's no doubt they won the press conference. They said all the right things. I think they brought a lot of energy to Raider Nation. What do you expect from Antonio Pierce? He's got nine games to show what he could do. Okay, look, I, I think that's awesome. And I am nobody's rooting for him more than me. I think it was very strategic to put – a former player who these players love, who's still pretty young, in that position, right? Because mm-hmm. I think Mark Davis was stop, stopping the bleeding. Right. Um, do I think that at this point Davis believes that they're going to rally and have a winning season under Antonio Pierce? I, I, I don't want to speak for him. I would guess that's not, like, the realistic view right. at this point. Um just based, on, just based on the schedule, based on the AFC. You know, they're not going to win the AFC West. Um, they, the wild card in the AFC is going to be insane, and there's much better teams battling for it. Now, could they catch lightning in a bottle yet? So I want to be realistic. Yes, it's exciting for Raider Nation to, to feel some sort of vindication that we feel more free now. At least we can go, I don't know what direction we're going, but we're going in a different one. Because right. where we were wasn't working, right? So that's the exciting, that's the excitement. And Antonio Pierce, like, bringing these players together and – all these players that we love that are dogs, feeling an excitement around him, that's really cool, and that feels good. Is it going to lead to a 10-win season? Um, no, it's almost right. when you look at the schedule. Um, you know, they got the Dolphins, the Chiefs coming up. <laughs> They've got the Chargers again who are playing better. You know, the Chiefs again. Um, it, you know, the Broncos just beat the Chiefs. I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough go of it in the last nine games. What I think is exciting is, they get an opportunity to see um, Aiden O'Connell. Mm-hmm. And based on kind of inside stuff I know, guys like Devontae were excited about that. They, they wanted him throwing uh, them the ball in the first place. So it's exciting to see. And uh, if not, let's see what you know Champ Kelly can do going into a draft. And hopefully he gets an opportunity to get through a draft. That would be cool for him to get the job and see if they can build. But – talent on this roster to see so much unacceptable uh an unacceptable product on the field and so credit mark davis for doing something yeah i do as well again amber theo harris is our guest here on radio nation radio 920 and yeah i don't i don't expect to get all of a sudden a double digit wins and you know antonio pierce lead him to the promised land or anything like that but it just feels like there's a new refound energy i see the fan base i know the fan base has the new energy and i'm assuming it just sounds like again they they won the press conference it sounds like the the energy is in the building, too, and I think that that's a good thing because, Amber, you're in the building. It felt like it was really stale and getting dry there. But, but wasn't it kind of like that from the beginning of the regime? Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of their style. Stale and dry? It was kind yeah, of their style. Yeah. Stale and dry or was it stale and dry from the beginning? And I said this on this roundtable we had this morning on uh, the Raiders' YouTube channel is part of the problem was um, – 
Josh McDaniels, and I know he's trying to, to be fair, he was trying to do something a little different, but all he knew was the Patriot way. So even though he said he was trying to do something a little different, I covered the Patriots. Right. You know, I covered the Patriots. I saw how it was run, and there was a lot of similarities, that kind of close to the vest, us versus them, uh, we're from the outside world. Then, like, we're the, we're the top of the food chain here. The players need – this is our system. You either fall into place in our system – or we'll get rid of you. We don't care how talented you are. You're not buying into this. Rather than, I think that's an old mentality mm-hmm. that doesn't work anymore. And the only reason it worked for Bill Belichick is because he had Hall of Fame defenders in those first couple of teams and then had the greatest quarterback of all time. So talent kind of you know, worked along with that mentality of, you know, 20 years ago of we're up here, players fall into line, and we have the most talented players in the world. So that worked. Right. You can't take that model with other players somewhere else in this day and age of young people and think it's going to work because it doesn't. I said this on my show. Um, I teach at USC. I teach that 20 to 26-year-old group of, of young people. They need to know the why. They need to feel like they're collaborating. They need to feel involved and heard. You know, this, this is the way it is. You do it or not. That old school doesn't work. And I think that wasn't working. I looked at, I think it was JT the Bricker, Eric Allen was sitting next to me during that game. And I honestly said, you know, I had no idea they were going to get fired. But I said, do you think one player on this team is playing for Josh McDaniel? The way that every player on that team on the Lions side is playing for Dan Campbell. Mm -hmm. No, because there's a disconnect. Because the system of interaction with the players and camaraderie with the players was old school, and it's from a dead system that will not work in today's day and age. And so I think the Antonio Pierce decision by Mark, there's, that shows Mark Davis you know, being very in touch with what was needed was to make the players feel seen and heard and collaborative in the effort to win again. And Antonio Pierce was the perfect guy in the building to, to make that happen. Well, I know he's fired up. He's talking about being from Compton, California. He's talking about growing up a Raider. He's talking about he's meant to be a Raider. He's going up against his former team in the Giants on Sunday. So that should be fun. Amber, we'll get you out to, with this. I'm not asking for names, and people have been hitting me with names, and I don't have them as to who could be the next head coach. But as far as characteristics go, what do you think this next head coach needs to have for the Raiders? Uh, I think characteristics, you look at what's working. Look at his, it is the – Again, I keep using the word collaborative, mm-hmm. uh, younger, open-minded, unconventional. Uh, coach, I, I think of like a Mike McDaniel, you know, that model. Mm-hmm. Um, even like a Robert Sala is kind of, I know that, you know, they're four and three, and they don't even have Aaron Rodgers. Um, but the players like playing for him, and I think they feel heard and seen. So I think looking for that model, although – you know, I've heard I've heard names like Jim Harbaugh thrown out there, right. um, which could be realistic, but he hasn't been in the league in a while. But he was liked by the players um, in San Francisco. So, and, and San Francisco had a culture, and still does. The 49ers have a culture of openness, and it's it's a really positive culture where the players are a very big part of decisions and what's being done there. Um, and I think that's the model. That needs to this old school. I'm going to come in and you know be Bill Parcells. It's not going to work. Right, I got you. I got you, and that's why I asked the questions to you because as a collaborative effort, we come together and it's great stuff. <laughs> 
It's always it's, <laughs> that's right. We figure it out. We're gonna figure it out together. There Long you go. There you go. That's exactly what it is. Well, Amber, fantastic stuff. Thanks for jumping on last second. Uh, what are you working on that I should be on the lookout for? Tomorrow we've got a great show coming up on the Silver and Black show. We're gonna talk to Justin Tuck, mm. you know, former Giant who yeah. played with Antonio Pierce. Um, we're also going to be talking to Sean O'Hara, former Giants mm. lineman, NFL Network analyst, so it'll be great to get his take as well. And then um, hoping we're still waiting to see what player, um, but we might be talking to Champ Kelly or uh, Aiden O'Connell. So that would be really great uh, to get. So ch- check it out on the Raiders YouTube channel. It's going to be a great show. If you want to know the direction of this team and, and where we are right now, check out the show tomorrow. I will definitely be doing that. That's great stuff. I'll tell you this. I love talking to Champ Kelly. I've only got to talk to him a few times, probably about five or six since he's been the assistant GM and now the interim GM. But, man, it's just something about him. Sounds like he's, you know, he's been well-respected, as you know, around the league. But he's just, he just, he seems like he's just a different dude, and, and he gets it. He just seems like he understands, similar to what you're saying, he understands what the players are looking for and the fact that they want to be heard. He's been around a long time. You know, he's been around a long enough time uh, to, and I think he's in touch with, you know, what with the what the players want. And I, I really look, I'm rooting for him. Me too. I mean, I'm really looking forward to rooting for him. Yeah, I am as well. Well, Amber, thanks so much. That's always great. I appreciate you. And great Halloween costume that you had. We appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll never live that one down. Thanks a lot, Q. It's all good. It's all good. Amber Theo Harris, always great to have her on the show, Silver and Black Show. Make sure you check that out. That's some good stuff right there. Talking to a couple former Giants. Uh, Justin Tuck, who obviously played with the Silver and Black as well. Uh, Sean O'Hara, guys that that were around Antonio Pierce and give you a little bit more background on Antonio. That's going to be great. Uh, If they get Champ Kelly, that'll be fantastic. If they get Nate O'Connell, I'm sure that'll be fun as well because now he knows. He knows that, you know, as of this morning when Antonio Pierce addressed the team and said Antonio or uh, Aiden O'Connell is our starting quarterback, that he is the guy. 229 is the time. When we come back, we'll get a couple calls in, get a few texts. Plus, we'll hear from Glover Quinn, a couple sound bites that I want to get to you. Got a lot to get to on today's show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made to order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh baked bread. Loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Many thanks to Amber Thea Harris joining us in the last segment, kicking off the opening drive. She was fantastic as always. We definitely appreciate her. Coming up at the top of the hour, Ari Mayroff from the 33rdteam.com. We'll talk all things Raiders, uh, how we got to where we are right now as uh, head coach Joshua Daniels is out, GM Dave Ziegler is out, insert Antonio Pierce as the GM head, or as the interim head coach, and the interim GM is one Champ Kelly. So uh, trying to get your thoughts on Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce steering the ship moving forward and really starting to look at characteristics of what you're looking for, not necessarily a name, but characteristics of what you're looking for in the next head coach. We saw, uh, this is from the 707, we saw how the team rallied around the last interim right into the playoffs, so we know it's possible, and let's hope the recent history repeats itself. Also wondering how the play call will be carried out to maintain consistency and at the same time be more creative. Well, that's something Antonio Pierce talked about. Uh, Bo Hardegree is going to be the offensive coordinator, but uh, he said that 
Uh, they're they're going to keep the playbook the playbook, but at the same time, they know how to get the ball to the playmakers. So I think that that's encouraging. That means Devontae. That means Jacoby. That means Hunter. That means Josh Jacobs. That's that's a good thing. So uh, Antonio Pierce mentioned it. You'll hear from him a little bit later on the show that, you know, he ain't no fool. It's a players-driven league, and the players that can make plays got to go out there and make plays. Mailman Raider said, Q, I won't say I was happy that McZig – Mick Ziegler. Uh, McDaniels and Ziegler got fired because they are humans, but I will admit I wasn't mad. My optimism rest of the season is much higher. Antonio Pierce being a Raider fan and him bringing up how he was brought up fired me up. I do believe that Ben Johnson should be at the top of the list. However, if we get another Bisaccia-type deal this season, I don't think Mark can do it again. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Have a great show. Raiders. That's from Mailman Raider. And, yeah, Ben Johnson's going to be a name that everyone's going to bring up and bring up and bring up. And uh, those are a couple texts off the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Let's go out to the phone lines. Uh, Passionate Raider, you're up first. What's on your mind, dude? Hey, Q, man. What's up, brother, man? What what, what, a, what a way to wake up, Q. I'm just going to start real quick. I know you didn't hear it, but, man, I woke up. I was up for 30 minutes before I heard the news. And when I see the news, I wish I had your phone number because you're the first person I wanted to call, Q. But, man, okay, okay, I understand. Nobody wants to get fired. I do understand that, Q. But from the jump, Josh McDaniels was late to his opening press conference as the Raiders coach. And I knew from then that it was going to be a you-know-what show. So, as we went on, Q, a lot of us fell off. My love and Raider for fell off because Josh, in my heart, just wasn't a Raider, man. He was not a Raider. He wasn't. He didn't have anything of Raider characteristics. We heard this man, and I was always, since a young kid, I always liked the Giants as an NFC team. Don't ask me why. The Kerry Collins, the red, white, and blue, I don't know. I just did. And Antonio Pierce was my favorite player on that defense. That dude was a dog. He was a dog. He was loud, and he handled business. That man come out there today on the podium and let us know that he is a Raider by heart, Q, and that's all we've been asking for. So all I want to say to the nation is I wish I could come this weekend. Everybody pack the house, silver and black this weekend. Let's get behind our team. Let's get behind our guys, and let's let them know that we're here. Raider Nation strong, and let's get this train rolling, Q. This season ain't over with. Like them boys said, they're licking at their chops to come out here and show us what this team is all about. I've said it every time I've called in, Q. We've got the players. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Like I said, man, we're going to try to keep things going, man. We don't need a, a sermon. We just need to get what's on your mind. Like, get what's on your mind, get it out. I appreciate you. Raider Greg in the 916, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I'm going to keep it quick, my brother. I'm fired up from that press conference, man. And uh, like you, when you asked Amber Theo Harris, you know, that's what, what is needed in a, new, in a Raider coach. What we see in, in Champ Kelly and, and, and in our guy AP, it's a swag and grit. That all those guys that she named, McVay, McDaniel, Tomlin, Sala, uh, Peterson, the, the Niners coach, the Lions coach, they all got that swag and grit. The guy that you could be in a battle, and those coaches will be right there with you in yeah. that battle. And that's what I feel like AP brought to the table. Okay, I think he brought this aggression. He brought this, like he said, he, he talked about how he was, he bleeds silver and black. How he is a Raider through and through, you know. And like and like you you brought it up. You just said it, Q. He said, "I ain't no fool. I'm gonna get it to the playmakers." Right. Simple as that. It ain't hard. We've all been saying it all year. Why does it look so difficult with all these stars? Like you said, let's keep it simple. Let's get it to the playmakers. And I'm gonna make it quick, uh, uh, Q. Before I get off. Another thing, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it as a proud African-American man to have a black 
woman president, a black GM, and a black coach. That means a lot to me. I know it might just be interim. I don't know if this is the first time that that's ever happened, but I feel proud about that. It seemed like Al was sitting right there in the press conference. This is what Al was always about, equality, always about that swag, that grit. So I feel like finally Raider Nation is home. We got something to get behind. Let's pack out that stadium. I'm proud, I'm proud, I'm proud to be a Raider. Go Raiders. Hey, great call, great call. And, yeah, I agree. I think that that's something that should definitely be recognized because that doesn't happen all the time. We talk about equality in the NFL, and the Raiders are and have been the leaders in the, in the clubhouse when it comes to that, right? And so Sandra Douglas Morgan is the president, and you're right. The interim title's on the GM and the head coach, but it doesn't mean it has to be. And on top of that, they're getting an opportunity to showcase what they can do. So even if, and I'm, again, this is November 1st, but even if it were to not – you know, stick around with the Raiders. If Champ Kelly were to end up going somewhere else or Antonio Pierce, at least they've got the opportunity to show what they can do, and that's, that's a big deal. That's better than um, making, you know, doing a fake interview. You know, and I say fake interview because I, I'm, and I don't want to get into the Rooney rule because I get very passionate about that, but I, I hate the Rooney rule, right? I think that because Al Davis has never, never had to check a box. Well, I have to interview this person to make sure. I, I hate that. And I get it what it's there for, what the design is. It's just executed poorly. And there's, there's workarounds. And I could use other words for it, but I'm not going to because it's the radio and it's a family-friendly show. But, yeah, they, they're having an opportunity. So instead of having what could just be a, a staged interview just to check a box, they're having on-the-job interview. That's way more valuable. That's what it should be all about. And so I, I think that, Rich, you, or, or Raider Greg, you brought up a great Great point. I said Rich because let's go out to the five and die real quick. Let's talk to Rich in Oakland. Uh, welcome to the show, Rich. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up, Q? Chilling, man, chilling. Um, yeah, it, it had to be done. You know what I mean? It had to be done. Josh McDaniels, it's a business. Ziegler, I wish you the best in life, but it's a great day to be a Raider. I will thank McDaniels for getting rid of Derek Carr. That's the only good thing he really did because none of both of them were not going to get us anywhere. We're trying to build a championship team. It's a breath of fresh air seeing our interim coach, how he handles himself, you know, along with the interim GM. I don't know what moves Mark Davis is going to make, but he has to nail this one. This one has to be the right one, and I hope he has young, innovative people around him that will influence him to make the right hire. And one thing about Mark Davis, and I'll get off, a lot of Raider fans hate on Mark Davis for no reason. They hate on him. They call him broke. Oh, he's too broke to fire two coaches in a row. Well, he went and fired them. Then they say, oh, he doesn't care about the team. All he cares about is the aces and the money. Now, well, guess what? He cares about the team. He's one of us. He has Al Davis's blood in him. That's his son. All right, so let's stop the disrespect towards Mark Davis. He did what he had to do. He cut ties because it was terrible, the product on the field. So let's give him some respect, all right? Let's see what he does moving forward. But we have to have people in the building that can help him out to get somebody a, a new coach, a new GM, new players. We just need we need we need just the whole culture shock. You know what I mean? We need just to switch everything up, and that's what that's that's what has to happen. But I think that Mark Davis he loves the team, and I love him personally because he's one of us. All right, thank you for the call, Rich. Good stuff. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I give Mark Davis all, all the credit, all the world. I, I give him all the respect in the world as well. And I know that everyone doesn't share the same sentiments, but I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I'm just one. I'm not a disrespectful dude like that. But I, I do, you know, share, share your thoughts as well. And, and I know in my heart that he wants to make this team a winner. And it hasn't got there yet, but 
I know that that's what he wants more than anything, and he's tried everything he can. He went with Gruden with the long-term plan. He went with Coach McDaniels with the long-term plan. Neither one of them worked out the right way in his mind and, and obviously in Raider Nation's mind as well. So now, you know, okay, he, he's going to try something else. But, yeah, all the, you know, he's broke, his haircut, this and that and the other. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. All that stuff is all BS, and I've always thought – It was BS as well. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. We've been talking about characteristics in a head coach. Before we take a break, and we'll get back to calls and texts in a little bit, before we get to to, to that break, I do want you to hear from Glover Quinn. Again, I've I've ran this interview. This interview has been on these airways twice now. But I want to point this out because sometimes words can just kind of slide by you without you really paying attention to what was said. So here's Glover Quinn, longtime NFL safety. He was on this show last week originally talking about – we were talking about Dan Campbell and what he was doing in – in Detroit with those players and the fact that they, uh, you know, want to run through walls for them. So I asked them straight up, you know, what what is it that players want in the head coach that will make them run through walls for them? What was it that you wanted or needed from your head coach to know that, hey, we're doing things the right way and I'm going to go and run through a wall for him and my teammates? Well, you just wanted them to treat you and, and have uh, a certain respect for what you do. Um, and that's really it, you know what I'm saying? When you have these coaches that that's asking you to do stuff that you feel like, man, why are you asking me to do all this stuff? You would never do this. This is not even – and but they seem like on paper it could be done. When you have a coach that understands exactly how you feel from taking care of your body, from game plan to this to that, understand what you're going through, and they show you that they care about you. They got your back. They do all those things that we see Dan Campbell does, right? Even working out, doing up-downs and all these different things with the players to let you know, hey, we're all in this thing together. Yes, I am the coach, but this is a partnership. We are in this thing together, and we're going to win together. We're going to lose together, but we're going to be together. When you do that and you show that from a head coach, your players are, are, are run through the wall for you. Glover Quinn right there. I, I love he said it's a partnership. Yes, I'm the head coach, but it's a partnership. We're going to do this together. That, I think, was so important. And really, that whole little minute that you just heard from him was very important when it comes to characteristics in a head coach. What gets players, like Amber Thea Harris was talking about, you got to be able to communicate. you got to be able to be on that same page. you got to be able to connect. That's what Glover Quinn is talking about, a guy that spent a long time in NFL locker rooms. 2.45 is the time. We'll take a quick break. John, I see you. Vince, I see you. We'll get to you and more on the other side. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. My guy Ari Mayrob from 3013.com will join us in about 10 minutes from now here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, deep dive into all things Raiders and the dismissal of Josh McDaniels, the dismissal of Dave Ziegler, and into uh, the fold now, into the mix is Antonio Pierce as the interim head coach and Champ Kelly as the interim GM. We'll do that coming up at 3 o'clock. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Let's talk to our guy Vince out of North Las Vegas. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Q, what's up? It's Northtown in the house. What's up, baby? How you doing? Chilling, man. Chilling. Chilling. I know. I'm going to make it real quick. I just want to say it's glad to hear that you're feeling better from yesterday. I'm surprised that call from yesterday when you were going back and forth. Uh, I'm surprised it lasted for that long. But anyway, <laughs> today's a brand new day. <laughs> hey, man, today's a brand new day, and it is a brand new day. Uh, just I got two words for you and Raider Nation, and those are let's go. 
I said, I called your show before. I said that one head coach, Mr. Visor, he think he could put on that visor and wear that shield on that visor, think he one of us. He ain't one of us, unfortunately. I'm sure Bill, Bill Belichick got an open door and seat waiting for him. Anyway, just from that one presser, Mr. AP, he's one of us. He is dripping silver and black. He is bleeding silver and black. He is one of us. And we only two games behind. Uh, being 500, man, we three and five. Let's let's stack these two home wins and let's go. I'm excited and uh, keep doing what you're doing, Q. We love you. Hey, appreciate the call, Vince. Good stuff, Vince, out of uh, North Las Vegas. <laughs> he said he got two words for us, and I was like, well, hopefully it's not those two words, <laughs> those two bad words. No, but it was it was good stuff. Let's go. And I'll say this when it comes to Antonio Pierce, the way that he talked to the room. And it didn't matter if I asked a question, if Vinny asked a question, if Paul Gutierrez asked a question. He addressed us all. He didn't just have eyes on one of us. He had his eyes on everybody and was trying to explain himself so we all heard him loud and clear. He had eye contact with us, and that's something that he mentioned. If you're listening to the presser really carefully, that's something he mentioned multiple times. When I addressed the team, I had their eyes. And I'll tell you what, he had my eyes. I wasn't going to take my eyes off him because he may have addressed me and be like, hey, <laughs> hey. Eyes on me, Jack. And, you know, I, I would have respected that. But, no, he had the eyes of the team this morning. And in that press conference room, he had the eyes of every single one of us sitting in there. And trust and believe, there was a lot of us sitting in there. Uh, Bohicans Raider, you're up next. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm all for this AP thing. And sorry about being negative over the last season and a half. I That's just okay. knew that was a bad idea. But, okay. uh, yeah, this guy's got the players in mind. He's got the players' pulse. And, you know, the whole thing is I equate this to a surgery, man. I mean, we're all pulling for this. We all knew it was bad. Cut out the bad, and now we're just moving on with the good. So, go Raider Nation. I like it. I like it. Good call. Let's get one more real quick. Gangster Raider, you're up. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Y'all gonna see the difference now. Y'all got a Raider from LA running things now. We ain't got no um little weasel running things now. We got a leader of men, and he from LA. Y'all gonna see the difference. And also, it might be the perfect storm because Aiden O'Connell, he's not the typical rookie. I'm telling you, he stayed the whole four years in college. He went through adversity. He played in the game when I think one of his relatives, I think his brother or somebody brother. died. Yep. He's not a typical rookie quarterback. He got some girth, I mean, some kind of metal in him. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. think it might be the perfect storm with him coming on, you know what I'm saying, and um, the GM coming on, and everybody hungry. We got nine games left. You know what I'm saying? The last time we won the Super Bowl was in L.A. Now y'all got an L.A. Raider at head coach and the Super Bowls in Vegas this year. This might be the perfect storm to get us there. And also, I want to say this, Q. My son, my youngest son, turns 21 next week, and I'm going to be out there in Vegas November 9th. We're going to be at the Raiders Tavern and Grill at 6 o'clock until. We're going to be celebrating my son's birthday and celebrating the Raider Nation, coming together and getting a real head coach and getting the L.A. Raider at the helm. And also, another thing I want to say, if it wasn't for the fans that did what they did at the games, telling Josh McDaniels to be fired, I don't think this would have happened. And I, I heard some of them was banned from um, Allegiant Stadium. They should be, the ban should be lifted since um, Josh McDaniels. But you know, I represent the fans, you know what I'm saying? So let's see that the, if the fans that did that, I heard they got banned from the game. Let's get that ban lifted. Welcome everybody back because the mistake has been. Um, the fungus of among us, the, the fungus among us has been removed because Josh McDaniel was a fungus among us, and the fungus has been removed. So welcome all the fans back that got banned. And let me get a beat. Because we back, and we got some melanate, melanin in the room, too, with the coach and the GM. That's his story. You know what I'm saying? And don't forget about Sandra, too. 
the GM, I mean the president, the yep. president. We looking yep. good. We got some melanin in the building, y'all. Let's go. I'm yep. pumped up. Raiders. There he goes. Y'all, I'm gone. Gangster Raider right there. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. And happy birthday, early birthday to your son, man. I know I remember you celebrating last year here in Vegas. I'm sure he'll have a hell of a time. So uh, that's what's up. And, uh, yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I don't know anything about people that have been banned from the stadium. I'm, that's above my pay grade, man. I'm just a radio dude. So I don't know about any of that stuff. But uh, if that if that was the case, I'm sure it'll be addressed. Uh, whatever they've got to do on their side, on that side, ain't got nothing to do with me. But, uh, yeah, there you go. I appreciate the call. Coming up next, Ari Mayrock from 33rd kicks off hour number two of the show. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.